0: Would you like to um, come and uh, find somewhere to sit? Um, there are more chairs over there or over there if needs be. Bring your, bring your drink with you. Bring your cake. If anyone feels the need at any point, go and get some more cake during the evening. <laughs> A bit more sugar. I think there's lots there. Whoever made the bread pudding, that was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> hello thank you for coming out it's lovely to see you hope you've enjoyed cake keep eating cake it's um <laughs> it's, yeah it's lovely to celebrate in that way isn't it um, we have got a, a plan of things that we want to to talk about this evening um and but I wanted to just quickly reflect on on Sunday um, if you were there, wasn't it cool? <laughs> really cool. It was Gemma, was it? I was just talking to Gemma. She said, Oh, it's amazing. When you said the people that stood up who'd been um, here before it became the river and then those that have come since, it was so amazing to see what God's done in just a year, the number of people that have come along. Um, and just really inspiring, wasn't it? And um, I found it quite emotional. So we're really, really um, grateful. What's, what's happened? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, but there was a prophetic word that Pete referenced um, um, at the end and that people responded to. Oh, hang on a second. Mike said, I need to press a thing. Is it the right right hand? Yeah. <gasps> oh, no. Left hand? We'll be there in a minute. Um, there is a prophetic word that, that Pete referenced. There it is. Oh, it's quite small. Um, that's okay. Don't worry. We just thought it'd be, it would be nice to just give you a chance to read that through. And that was really what, what people uh, were responding to on Sunday morning. And what we've got faith for more of um, in the years that are coming for us is the river. So children running down a bank into a river. So much joy in this river. It was amazing. It was a wonderful picture. Can you imagine children splashing around, doing that sort of thing? As the children were running down, they left something behind on the bank. It sounds a bit weird, but it was like a tomb, like the story of Lazarus. I felt the law was saying that those things left on the bank are false identities, things that we put our trust in that are not God, essentially. Return to your first love. We need people in the church to return to the first love, Jesus Christ. We need people that are saying, I want you to be my everything. I want you to be my all. And that sense of leaving behind whatever it is we try to get our life from. We try to get our life from other things. So leave it on the bank. Run into the freedom. That's the river of God. And you will find joy, peace, freedom, love and grace. All the things we actually were looking for, the false things, leave them on the bank and receive Christ more deeply. Oh, amen. That's good, isn't it? Um, yeah. so and we you didn't know what we were going to call it, the church, at that point. That's brilliant. I've just remembered. Are we recording? Oh, brilliant! Thank you. Um, so six months even before we launched turns out God knew what we were going to call, what he wanted us to call ourselves. Um, He had a name for us, the river. It's really been a privilege to be part of it. Um, We wanted to start, before we get into too much more detail, just inviting Holy Spirit off the back of that word. Um, I'll pray. Anyone who feels like they'd like to to pray as well, do. And we'll just have a a, a few moments just inviting him, enjoying his presence. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus, that what you're doing amongst us is not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Oh, what a privilege to just literally join with you, Holy Spirit, in what you're already doing. And that's where some of the freedom and the flow and the joy comes from, because we are literally just swept along in you. And your plans and your purposes and we just, we're so grateful that that's the way it's working. And Thank you, it's you that does the work. (laughs) Yeah, it's you that changes lives. Thank you for the privilege of just witnessing that. Oh, it's amazing, Jesus. So great, thank you, God. Thank you. Oh amen that's a good way to start isn't it um uh, yeah just wanted to briefly have a few a few reflection o- reflections over the past year um obviously I don't know how many of you have been around for the whole year um but there was as I was thinking back um we had when Rosie made the video it made it was helpful to remind us all the different things that have have happened and there was three different sets of guest speakers that we had. Um, you, know, you remember them. <laughs> One of them was Paul Mannering. I can't remember the other two. Um, but we had people who have become Christians through the year, and and that is something really to celebrate, isn't it? And it's not just been through those events. There's been other things as well. But people have been coming to the Lord. There is there's growth happening that isn't just transferable from churches. And I remember Pete saying in one prayer meeting probably more than a year ago, we had a chair. I don't know if you were here, some of you were here, we put a chair in the middle and we said, This is the chair that is gonna be filled with the first person who comes to know Jesus in the river. And that is now filled and a few times. Um so that is, that's really exciting and something to really celebrate and obviously something that we want to see more of looking forward. Um, the other thing that I wanted to quickly um, reflect on was Refresh. Um, it's a completely new thing from since January. Um, even in the life of a, of a food bank centre, it is completely different to our other centres. And... Um, so, well, it's a it's a, a version of a food bank centre. We do it here on a, um, a Tuesday evening from 5.30 till 7. Um, we are open as a coffee lounge, is what we call it, a free coffee lounge. And the idea is that people can come in and they can just drop in and they can just have a coffee and a chat if that's what they would like. They also have access to our food bank and they also have access to a citizen's advice advisor. Um, and... I mean, it has been a real blessing. It has a very different feel to any of the other centres, as I've said, Um, because it's mainly staffed by people from the river. It has our flavour overall. Um, And um, it's been such a blessing. We started it at 5.30 till 7.00 originally because we knew there was many people sadly, who are in work, um, but still needing to access food bank. So we that's why we put an evening. And we have seen people who are in work, but we've also seen seen some interesting connections with the refuge um, because of our location. It's it's been a real blessing. And um, there are people who have come in through the door and they literally encounter (laughs) encounter God, don't they? Some of the conversations that we've had... um, have just been really encouraging. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to to mention that as something that's kind of... It goes on every single week, but doesn't always get the profile. I know, Linda, obviously you were here tonight, and Pete and Alan, and you had a very busy one. Um, But, you know, touching people's lives who literally are very, very desperate and having the opportunity to offer them physical nourishment you know, wisdom, advice, but more than that, something spiritual. And, you know, it's it's really good. Right, so, um, Martin.
1: Evening, everybody. Um, I think Peter's going to be listening to this because uh, we're recording it. So I just wanted to say, Peter, we miss you. Look forward to when your strength is back and you're back with us, provoking us to go after Jesus more. Um That's what we want, isn't it? So we're thinking of you, Peter and Anita. Um, I wonder if you ever... uh, It crosses your mind about being alive at the moment and how amazing it is to be alive uh, right now. I mean, I can think of a few reasons why I'm excited to be alive right now. One is I get to see Lewis Hamilton drive um, Formula One and see him win races and... You know, it's not history, it's happening now. Another is I got to see the Transformer movies at the cinema. Real highlight for me. Um, But I think also I'm just excited at what God is doing um, everywhere. And I think, um, I was listening to something the other day, and and I can't remember how it was put, but somebody was saying that um, whilst there's a lot of darkness in the world, it's a time of great opportunity for the kingdom to advance, for people to uh, look for a saviour and find an answer. And so there's great opportunity. I've found, certainly in the last um, year at work, I've had more opportunities to talk to people where they've come to me and they've said, how do you put this together and what do you think about this? And um, and I've had had opportunity to pray with people and to let them know that we're praying for them. And it's just exciting to see God at work and... um, One of the values that we've got um, is that we're all significant. Um, You know, we think of where it talks about um, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers and evangelists and we don't believe that it's it's their role to do everything while everybody else sits back and, and watches but their role is to equip The church for works of service. And so God's heart is that we are all people through whom uh, He touches the world around us. And each of us are probably in circumstances where you are uniquely placed to touch the people around you. And you may be the only Christian that they encounter on a regular basis. And so we have a great opportunity and I I think I certainly feel that that God is provoking me to raise my expectations of what he wants to do and how good he is and how in I know that God doesn't need me but he chooses to use me and he's delighted to do so and I wonder if you have that conviction as well that um, I always had this picture in my mind of, of a little boy where you kind of go, you know, maybe two, just go, hey, Daddy, can I come to work with you today? Yeah, you can come with me, son, take my hand. And that's how I picture life with Father God, is that I might look at myself and go, I can see my limitations, I can see all the stuff I don't know, I can see all the questions I can't answer but he still wants me to be involved in his plans and his purposes and delights for me to be involved. Um, one of the guys I've always enjoyed listening to is a guy called Chris Gore. He's a New Zealand pastor and moves very powerfully in healing. And one of the things he said is, healing sick is only difficult if you think it's got anything to do with you. And there's something really freeing about that where God says, I'm not expecting you to turn up with all the answers, you know, the flash person, I want your heart and your availability. Um, and so I suppose when we think about and we feel provoked about what, is, what God is looking to do in us and through us over the next season, the question I want to ask is, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? And what is he putting on your heart and where do you fit in, in what he wants to do? Because he has a role for every, everybody. And it's not that we want to work or strive, but he wants to flow through you. And so when he fills your sails, what's he going to do with you? And I think... Um, we really want to provoke people tonight to say, uh, yeah, we do have a leadership team for the church, but we believe for us to have the most impact, we want everybody to have an expectation that they are significant and that God is going to use each one of us, you and me, to achieve his purposes. Um, So I want to, you know, we want to throw out that question. I don't know if there's a... Oh, there. So as we talk about vision tonight, one of the questions is, Holy Spirit, what, where would you have me in all this? And please don't start with, um, I can't do anything. Start with, I'm here. And you know, if you can use a donkey to speak to somebody, I think I'm a slightly more qualified than that. <laughs> so, that, you know. <laughs> for me, not maybe much more, but you know, you, if if God can use a donkey, then we're all more qualified than that. Um, and so that's that's the kind of challenge you want to throw. Is is, and I think for some of us, it may be that um, you might sit there and go, I, I don't know. Well, can I encourage you then to go off over the next few days and have a conversation with the Holy Spirit and let Him. Uh, Drop fresh dreams and expectations in your heart and see what he wants to do. Thanks,
0: Martin. Really good. For such a time as this, we're all here, aren't we? Right, so um, one of the um, major priorities going into year two, we feel, is about... Where do I where do I aim it, Mike? Up there? Up there? That way? <laughs> anyway. Uh, hey, look, I've got pictures. <laughs> See? <laughs> did you say what is that? <laughs> so um, structures. Um, we not that we want to be building like that structure at the end, which is very rigid, at all. But as anything grows, we need those structures to help it grow, don't we? If we haven't got a skeleton supporting our body, we're just going to be all floppy or uneven. Um, And (laughs) if the tomato plant hasn't got a stake, it's just going to fall over. Um, And obviously the building as well. You you need the internal structures to keep it up. And so really those were the—that's just the... I like pictures. It helps me remember things. Um, we are blessed to be growing and we need our priorities. One of our priorities now is is to develop a skeleton that can keep pace with, with the growth. Um, and as I said, they're not rigid. We don't work like that, do we? You know, we're very much um, attentive for what the Holy Spirit's doing and we move and we flow. But structures are important. So, oh, thank you. So there are three areas that we're going to be looking at and... Talk about a little bit later. So, the first structures around administration and governance. So, did you know that we have um, a group of three or four trustees currently? We want to be looking to increase that team um, to support our governance structures within the river. Um, The river um, also oversees Chancellor Food Bank. And so the governance of that comes in underneath those trustees too at the moment. We're looking at our governance structure. We won't go into too much of that because it can be a little bit dull, I know. But um, so, but our heart essentially is to strengthen that structure um, and administratively as well. Um, one of the ways that we will be uh, is, is through the church street. Is this the church street thing that, we, that you'd like to talk about now, Alan? Yeah?
2: Oh, okay, sorry, I was being recorded, okay, so I'll do it. So um, so Church Suite is what we all sign up to, and it's essentially um, a way of capturing your information, but also keeping it private, because it's, it's, it's important, it's become more and more important as time's gone on. and And most of you know that a printed version of an address book, for example, goes out of date pretty much immediately, you've printed it. And we had two changes of address uh, in the last month. They instantly went on uh, to the church suite and changed their address. So that's essentially what it is. But you can also find out what's going on in terms of events. You can find out what's going on in terms of your own rotor, what stuff you're uh, involved with, what's going on, etc. So that's all I want to say, that that's what we've been doing. And church suite continues to work behind the scenes. But over the next few weeks, I'm going to send you um, a new login for my church suite, which is the bit that you need to know about. Um, You can set your own password and change your own password whenever you want to. Um, But you can also then see other people. You can go on and say, um, I need to talk to this person, and you'll find their information. Does that make sense? Um, So we'll do that as we go on. Um, There's a couple of really good videos that Bessel Green did, um, who, a church that I know, a Baptist church that I know over in Kent um, so I'm going to um, steal their videos um, because they actually work really well and it saves me having to muck about doing stuff like that so it will, st- it will have dates on it that aren't relevant um, but otherwise it will be relevant to what we're doing is that okay? so I don't want to spend any more time on it but that's essentially what lies behind the scenes in what we're doing
0: yeah, thank you. Um, it, I mean, I, things like Church suite are not something that come very easy <laughs> to, to me, and it's a bit of a mindset change to kind of working like that. But there, it is a very good tool, isn't it? And once we all kind of get on board, like, it will help us a lot with our administration. Um, we also wanted to, to mention um, that Augustina has offered to work alongside Pete a little bit administratively um, and to be part of... Um, Assisting with <laughs> with whatever Pete would like him to, her to do, which is brilliant. We're very early days with the whole process. Um, she's offered us a couple of days a week, which is amazing. Um, so she has an awful lot to bring to us, um, and has just basically come with a blank sheet and it is real real blessing and we're so grateful um, for that and we're excited to see where that might go because we know she has a lot of experience a lot of wisdom a lot of um, knowledge and she asks she's asked some brilliant questions of us already so um, she'll help us um, charge things forward in that area I'm sure over the next however many months and years So then organisational structures, things like how we do what we want to do. We need to strengthen those kind of things. And then our physical structure as well. We don't want to spend too long talking about it. But this isn't going to be big enough for us. Um, So, um, yeah, so that's another structure that we need to be thinking about. I think that's me, isn't it? Now You're going to talk now, Pete. Wonderful.
3: Um, I mentioned buildings first of all, actually. So yeah, Ruth just mentioned it. Obviously, we're, we're here in this building and we're in this building because there was a prophetic word that was given to us some years back. You'll remember about this floor breaking open and the Spirit of God pouring out through this floor and then filling this building, pushing out through the windows and the doors and going off into the city and beyond. And it was given to the church that were here before us, the United Reformed Church congregation that were here, one of the leaders of that church. And um, she went home quite perturbed by what she saw and asked God, how is that going to happen? And, and God said to her, actually, it's not going to happen through you. It's going to happen through these guys, us. <laughs> and um, that's they then came to us as a church then and it started a conversation which led us to this place. And so... Um, that's quite an exciting thing in itself, isn't it? And then, of course, we, so we, we changed it. If those of you who are new, you won't know that there, were, there was a wall along here. And it had some slidey doors in it to open it up a bit, but it wasn't great. And so we took that out, and there was a wall of panels along here. And this bit was just no man's land and um, And so it was all kind of hemmed in, and so we we opened it up and um, got rid of the decor that was pink and yellow and brown. Um, you know, Neapolitan ice cream it was like an old grubby one of those <laughs> and so um, and so we, yeah, we managed to do what we 've done here, and, and actually the URC is a denomination. Um, actually partnered with us in that and so they put up half the money to refurb the building in, in, in what we've done and we replaced the roof that you can't see it but you can't see any water coming through which is kind of the point um, and so it's been brilliant but now we have grown and um, so we are filling up on Sundays aren't we um, and for the first time ever I've had the thought when someone says to me, "Oh, we're not going to be here on Sunday. We're going to be on holiday," I think, "Oh, well, that's not so bad then, because that frees up a couple of chairs." <laughs> Which I've, I, I don't even know if that's a, right, if that's naughty. Um, but anyway, and so, but I, I shouldn't think like that. We shouldn't think like that. Um, but that's where. We're, Now, the thing is, somebody came up to me when we launched this church and they said, God wants to say to you, don't worry about buildings. And so I've held on to that through this year as we have gone. Um, But at the same time, so this building is owned by the URC denomination and we um, co-manage it with them. We have a committee um, uh, which... Is some of them and some of us to oversee this place, and we financially put money into this each year. Um, the other significant um, people group that put finance into this are the youth centre. So the Youth Centre is a separate charity, separate organisation, started by the church 20 years ago, 23 years ago, um, but it functions as a separate charity um, supported by Essex Boys and Girls Clubs. Um, Written into their constitution, they have a URC minister chairing that committee. They reached a point of not being able to find one, so they tweaked it to co-opt me into that role So I chair that committee on behalf of the United Reformed Church. Um, So we've got a really good working relationship with them. um, And it's a brilliant youth centre. They do an amazing work into this local community. Um, Stunning what they do. So I'm kind of proud to be involved in supporting it as well. Um, We had an agreement that we set up with the United Reformed Church five years ago, which expires on the 30th of this month. And so, um, what we're doing is we're putting a, uh, an, and if we hadn't mentioned it, it probably would have just not got noticed. And, you know, um, but at that point, we would not have been operating in the correct way. So, um, we are putting a short term agreement in place with them um, for the next 12 months or so, as kind of as long as we need it to. But essentially, we've got to work on a new document. Um, for how we operate going forwards. Um, At the moment, it is a partnership between us and the United Reformed Church, but they would, in all honesty, they would want to bring a people element into that partnership rather than just a building element into that partnership. And they can't. They haven't got a people resource to be able to bring into it. And so for them, it doesn't feel like a partnership anymore. And so, and they're, they're delighted at what's happening. Don't get me wrong, they love what we're doing, they love what the youth centre are doing, um, but they're saying we've got to come up with a, a different agreement now going forwards um, so that you can carry on with what you're doing, but that it's not structured in the same way. Um, so that's got to happen. It could look like, therefore, us becoming simply tenants, so we, we hire the facility, we lease it from them, or it could be that that is something that we hire it with a view to purchasing it Um, so that's in the mix Um, it's difficult when we are already filling up the space and I don't know yet and we don't really know as a leadership team um, quite what God wants to do in terms of answering the question Um, so it's something for us to consider obviously my mind with my builder's hat on looks at it and thinks well we could knock it down and start again but i don't know if that is what god wants us to do Um, so i want us as a church to be going to god and saying holy spirit what lead us in this um uh, this is where it is honestly riverside chat because we we don't know, and I'm not going to make it up. Unless God says something, we're we're not going to go charging off, you know, swinging sledgehammers and getting skips. I want to know that that's what God's got for us, or it's something else. Um, is that is that honest? Um, but I come back to the first thing: of don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. God's going ahead of us. Um, it can't be that God has led us this far and then He will suddenly say, "Oh no." Didn't see that coming. (laughs) There's walls around them. What are we going to do? So I kind of want us, like I did on Sunday, I want us to keep imagining something that's not constrained by the walls because we're a river that's flowing out. And so whatever that looks like is what we're going to go after. Amen? Um, Okay. So we've got um, three priorities we really wanted to just focus tonight on because if we're not careful tonight just becomes a load of information or a load of chat and you go home and think I, f- I think that was good but I haven't really got any takeaways so we wanted to make sure we grounded tonight in some things um, before we do that I just want to play you a prophetic word is that all right um, this was a prophetic word that was given to Leo and I um, a year ago um, now, the guy speaking is Scottish. He has quite a strong Glaswegian accent. The recording is not ideal. Maybe, maybe we should. But either way, I'm hoping you'll catch some of it. Um, and um, But it's quite exciting. Um, so... Um, I'll press play, not delete like I did earlier. Um, Okay. Right, ready? Uh, Hold on. Uh, Yeah. I need at least two people to assist me with pressing play. You're putting on recording. Okay, ready? I've went
4: through a horrendous battle in the last three and a half years, even before COVID. There's been wars and fight a war over your ministry, a war over your inheritance, and you've had to break up and attack, whether you know it or not, mindsets that were holding the work of the Lord back in your midst. Hmm. And what's happened is there's been four things that have happened to you guys, okay? Like it says in Hosea, break up the fallow ground. So there was ground that was lying for three different reasons. One through, it was ground that was bad, just mindsets, and by ground I mean mindsets. There was people in your midst who had wrong mindsets, that weren't flowing and were the direction God wanted you to take you. There's people there who had different mindsets, they couldn't care less, whether well, you went in that direction or another direction, they were just indifferent. And then there was people who had godly mindsets. In the last three and a half years, God has used you to upset and reconstruct mindsets of people's lives, so it's like breaking up hard ground, because that's what it's been like and you've received the backlash for that. Right or wrong? Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Okay, it doesn't take profit. It's written all over you, Mm -hmm. although I see it. But here's the thing. I believe the Lord has called you to be a city of refuge. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I I believe there's a ministry to refugees as well. Not just a city of refuge, but a ministry to refugees, to people who have been exiled, who have been alienated from their own communities and you're going to be a safe place for people. Mm. In the past, you've been accused of being dangerous people. Mm. You've been accused of being abusive leaders. And I, mm. I believe the Lord would say it's today, that is a lie for the pit of hell. Yeah. Yeah. You're a safe place, you're a city of refuge, mm. you're called to minister to those, to bring a safe place to those, and to minister to refugees. There's a whole new group and company of people coming around your standard and the standard you've held in the midst of the pain and I see you like standing on a battlefield and your Mm -hmm. sword just, it's limp. You can't pull it up anymore and just weeping and weeping and weeping and you're crying out and lifting your head almost Mm -hmm. not fully up, you say, how long oh Lord? How long?
2: Mm
4: And the Lord says to you, your days of mourning are over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Enter your new season, enter your new season. There's also something about worship. I see worship, I see musical notes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm part of your breakthrough will be worship in this next season. Mm. Does that make any sense, guys? Because I could get see if it doesn't. Just say, you're talking rubbish, John. That's okay. God's work can stand God's inspection. Okay, so let's get back
3: to the text. All right. (laughs) I don't know if you managed to catch all of it, but um, it's really encouraging, um, and um, we kind of take it, not just for us, but for us as a family, that God has called us to be a city of refuge um, and um, that God's hand is on us for that. Um, obviously, this was before we knew about Refresh and before we had links as well with the refuge and, and asylum seekers and refugees. And, um, and there's a company of people that that word says that are going to come and gather. And what have we seen happening but a company of people coming and gathering. And um, we're so excited by the, the people that have come, by you who have come, if you have come. Um, and um, it feels like God is doing more than we can imagine. Um, I, I, I've mentioned this before, but I was in a meeting, again, about a year ago, and... Um, uh, a lady on the ministry team just came up to prophesy over me and she just grabbed me by the shoulders. And, um, and she was laughing and she said, God just wants to say, you've got no idea what I'm about to do. You've got no idea what I'm about to do. And I feel like I can still hear her saying it and I want, want it to echo in you. You've got no idea what God is about to do. Through us as a gathered people. You've got no idea. No idea. And he knows and he's smiling. This is not, he's not worried. He's literally delighted and he's smiling and he's excited with what is going to happen, what is going to be seen amongst us. Um, you know, South End, um, the weekend, 47 people born again with the Love Essex guys that are part of Transforming Essex that we're a part of, that initiative. Next stop, Chelmsford. Come on. Um, And I was with leaders from some other churches in Chelmsford this morning, and it's getting really easy to talk about renewal. It's getting really easy to talk about revival. Um, It's getting really easy to talk about salvation um, rather than just transference growth happening. Um, it's it 's hotting up um, it 's not just me being excited <laughs> um, it 's actually happening. Um, there was a guy very quickly there was a guy who um, was born again uh, at, on good friday last good Friday just gone um, and uh, he um, he wasn 't well he had cancer um, an older gentleman and he gave his life that morning and um, we gave him, where's Linda? We gave him a gospel tract and he took that, I think it was a Mark's gospel, and he took that and he was so impacted by it. He was born again on that day. He was baptised. His wife was going to Life Church and so um, he uh, was baptised in their church a few weeks afterwards and his funeral was last week. And they, he insisted that everyone who came to his funeral got given a Mark's Gospel. And so they shared his story. They played his video of his testimony from his baptism. And, um, you know, how many lives have been impacted because of his story? And it's like God gave him another year to actually be born again. It's just a stunning, um, beautiful story. And um, and it was actually because we decided, yeah, let's do Good Friday again. Let's, let's do it again. So we, we're going to do it again. <laughs> and again, and again. Um, I don't know how I got into that. I mean, notes are great if you stick to them, aren't they, Ruth? Um, brilliant right okay so we have some strap lines enjoy his presence connect his family grow his disciples love others yes you've all seen those um super duper and um, we wanted to keep things simple give us three things particularly to focus on leo do you want to come up and just talk about pastoral stuffage yes thank you oh yeah
5: I hadn't heard that story, that's that's quite, I I heard about the man that gave his life, but to hear that, and wow, what a testimony. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to be talking very briefly about, or Pete and I really, about pastoral integration, it's a very important part of um, our church family. First of all, integration, um, a big thank you to Alan, because it's what happens when people come through the door, isn't it? It's who they meet, it's people on the welcome team, it's how they're welcomed, and then it's how they're led to get get integrated, to be connected, and Alan, you're really, really good at that. And our welcome team are just amazing, which Alan is part of. Um, So it starts there. It starts when people come through the door, and we've had lots of new people coming through the door, which has been wonderful and exciting, but it's good to reflect on our pastoral culture Which we did when we started as the river, but um, to reflect on it even more now, because we have more people. We have more people we want to look after, we want to encourage, we want to empower. Um, Do you know, I think our pastoral culture is actually really, really good. I do love it here. Um, We do feel like our pastoral culture is seeing ongoing health and growth for everyone. It's not just something we do. Oh, it's the pastor. Oh, that person needs some help. It's so much more than that and actually involves us all. Like like Martin was saying, it's not just for us as the leadership team or it's not just for that person who's assigned that task. It's for us all. We can all be pastoral because we've all got Jesus inside of us. It's about loving one another. It's about coming alongside. It's about seeing a need. And I... I know who you are (laughs) a lot of you in this room where you come alongside others where you see a need where you're like okay I'm going to do something about that you're not waiting to come and speak to me or someone else you're just getting on with it and I love that and I want that to continue um, as we have more people coming in um as I've just said we want to come alongside one another encourage one another to be all who they already are in Jesus and I think that's feels what feels really exciting um, last year, when we started the river, we, we kind of wanted to have a vision of um, part of the pastoral in terms of discipleship, in terms of um, what can we do to encourage one another even more to, um, to help people to grow. And so we decided to, um, we um, started the Disciples Assemble groups. So if you want to just talk about the momentum of that and how we're going to... And I'll talk about
3: Okay, um, so yeah, you'll remember, those of you who've been around, um, we launched the Disciples Assemble Evenings, and they are essentially a monthly um, supernatural training equipping, strengthening, sharpening us um, in the things of God, daring us to, to go on further, and uh, so we've, we've launched those. One of the things that's important with anything like this is that you have a group of people and you build relationship, first of all. So we built relationship and then we had a vision of, actually, we want to get sharper on our discipleship. We want to be more intentional in our relationships to grow in the area. And then we needed a task, because if you know anything about momentum, you need those three things to be operating to get momentum. And so we had a task then of, actually, let's now form some triplets. And so we had our first step, our first... Yes, steps into that and we've seen a number of triplets are happening around the church. In fact, we actually right now don't know how many triplets there are going on around the church. But we we hear, oh, they're in a triplet. There's a triplet going on over there. So we need to now consolidate a little bit and find out, actually, how effective are these triplets? You know, is it 2% of the church? 10%, 20%, 30%, 10%, 20%, 30%, you know, how many people of the church are now in triplets? And then how can we now take it on a step further? And, of course, now the thing is we've now got more people. So we've now got to build more relationship again. And then we've got to refine the vision and go, okay, that's working quite well, but what else do we need to help it develop more so that we knit more people into that? But if we don't, as I think Leah might mention this, If people come and join us on a Sunday morning, that's great. But if they don't build relationships with people outside of a Sunday, they will not stay. Yeah? And you've all been around the block long enough to know that's the case. So it is vital that we create contexts that are easy for people to be able to get knitted in. And so that's what we're endeavouring to do um, as part of this. Okay.
5: Um, I just wanted to say briefly some of the things that, other than Disciples Assemble and the triplets, the other things that we do and we want to grow are um, women's get-togethers. At the moment, or what we've been doing over the last few months, and Debbie's been, Hanson's been organising that is ladies' Breakfast, which. Um, I think everyone's loved. I think it's been a different mixture of ladies each time that we've gone, but it's been a real place of encouragement. Um, So we want to carry on with that um, and other things, um, whatever they may be, um, just to make it really inclusive, to make sure that everyone can come. Um, And the same with the men. I think you've had a period of time of doing men's breakfast, but again, we want to... you know them to grow and to do other things so that we can include everyone um who doesn't necessarily always come on a sunday morning um wanted to say briefly that it hasn't been going for very long but there's there's a little handful of um aged 20s and 30 year olds in in the church which is really exciting because we hadn't had that for a long time and there's a group of them that are getting together that are connecting um doing socials together so that's really encouraging as well to see um Ruth, do you want to just mention what goes on on Tuesday?
0: I can do briefly. Um, So, uh, basically, out of what we were seeing happening in Refresh, um, um, uh, Jackie and Pippa and I have drawn along a couple of the ladies um, that were coming, and we do, I call it Living Water, um, ladies' group on a Tuesday um, lunchtime. And it's really for those that would struggle to come to evening things, um, and we just get to minister to them. So we've got some that have been involved with the refuge who are with us, and it's it's great. It's good fun. And the other kind of um, new thing
5: that we haven't done before um, is we're going to... Um, I don't know if many people have heard of SOZO, which is in a, in a healing ministry that's been around a long time, and some people have either partaken of it and I've had a sozo before and it's it's a really beautiful way of going on a bit of a journey with <laughs> with the Trinity with Father God Jesus and the Holy Spirit and it's so for the pastoral we're quite aware that sometimes there's some more serious things going on for people more things where you it's going to take one or two of us to stand alongside and pray through different things with people and um, so we it's really great I think this weekend we've got a little team going on some training for that so we want to see that develop into something that we can do here um, um yeah basically for here as a church and then beyond I know Diane if you if want to chat about sozo is um been doing it for a very long time and is part of a part of that culture of how you do sozo's and we want to really invest in that this season so we're really excited about that so if you've got any other questions about those kind of things then obviously please do ask
3: okay wonderful so that's number one number two is evangelism Um, when we launched as the river a year ago um it was brilliant that we had input from andrew cannon and mark saunders Um, And we want to continue to develop those relationships and build on that. Um, In fact, I was on the phone to Mark earlier on today because he's coming down to us um, in... Okay, so he's going to be down with us in October. Um, And uh, I've mentioned this to one or two of you already, I know, but... um, We've now got a few people in the church who have expressed, actually they've got a real passion for evangelism um, and they're keen to grow in that and keen to actually help us as a church to be equipped in the area. And so what we're doing is we want to start to gather those of you who have expressed that, those of you that are already involved, um, so that we can actually start to build a team around that and to then develop. Actually, what is our evangelism strategy as a church? Uh, I was part of running an Alpha course in South Woodham last year, um, and that was great, but it gave me a real passion for actually oh, I want to do that in Chelmsford so whether that you know whether alpha specifically is is the thing or Christianity explored or something else, um, there is more to evangelism than just those things or just street preaching, but actually. If we're not doing any of it, then that's not right either, is it? And we've got folk now, even now, who are coming into this building, who are actually part of our kind of wider sphere of influence, who are not yet believers who God is clearly working in their lives. And we want to have somewhere where we can say, hey, would you come to this? Would you come and hear about this? So um, Mark is going to be down in a couple of weeks' time, whenever that date was that Ruth mentioned. We'll make sure that's circulated. It's in the newsletter. And um, he's keen to help us with this, to develop strategy, work alongside us with this. Um, So that is um, a priority. Um, I think it's that thing of... So I was with Phil Hannam from Life Church this morning and we were dreaming about what would it look like to see ten um, percent of Champsford born again in the next decade? Ten percent. So let's say Champsford is about two hundred thousand. Let's say it grows to three hundred thousand in ten years. If 30 people see one person each born again and then going on with Jesus and then they do it and they do it, we will hit 30,000 in 10 years. And it starts with needing 30 people. Let's even just start where we are. Can we see 20 people across Chelmsford see one person each? come to make a decision for Jesus such that they would then go and find somebody else. See, when you break it down like that, actually it's not so silly. And then, but of course the Holy Spirit doesn't work like that. He's not like linear in terms of his he'll do, okay, and now I'm going to partner with you and watch this, 3,000 in a day. But it starts with us going, will I speak to one person? Will I pray every night, for one person? Will I name them? And will I then be okay when it's not me, but it's Martin that then leads them to Jesus? Okay, so evangelism has got to be part of, of this thing. Um, we've already talked about discipleship in the other one. Um, and then lastly, let's just talk about serving teams. Um, So, uh, more people is fantastic, isn't it? Brilliant. But it also means there's just more stuff that comes with that. There's more plates and cups and coffee urns. You know, we've got coffee urns now that actually, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to put coffee in them or water in them because it's all suddenly changed. And, you know, and that's what happens when things grow new things happen and it changes and grows and therefore you need more people involved to help make the stuff happen um not only that and i've been laughed at before for saying this but rotors are never intended to be ways of managing people in terms of populating something it's not like oh we've got wildfires on this morning we need two people to be with them to go out Rotors are always supposed to be there in the kingdom to manage crowd control. Because we are so eager to want to serve. We are so eager to want to pour out our love and affection for Jesus, for one another, that we can't help but serve. So a healthy culture is being inundated with people who want to get out there and talk to the children about Jesus. Inundated with wanting to set the room out before the meeting. Because if you set the chairs out, you get a chance to pray over each chair. So I want us to be raising... Them. We're going to talk more about this in coming, coming um, Sunday mornings, but I want us to raise the bar on what does it look like to serve. Um, friends of ours were just over in Bogota in Colombia where they have been living in revival for 30 years. And the church is 65,000 people where they were visiting. And they are building the church to keep up it's like you know the Wallace and Gromit thing where he's on the train and he's laying the tracks as the train is going along it's it's literally like that there where they are building the church as people are coming in and sitting on the seats and filling the place up and the people the tradesmen are doing a day job on a building site in one place and then they're coming away and they're coming to the church with their sleeping bag and their tools and then they're starting work in the evening And they're working right through. And then they're going and doing a day's work. And the friends of ours, they said, they got a chance to just speak to some of these people and say, But aren't you tired? Aren't, Aren't you worn out after doing this? Like, don't you resent what, you know, that you're having to live like this? And they looked at them as if the question was ridiculous because they're living sold out poured out for Jesus they get the privilege of being able to build a place where the lost are going to come and encounter the king of kings why would they resent that it's just a, such a different mindset but this is what is waking up it's being stirred in us as a church family and so we've got areas of need now that we're gonna need people to grab a shovel or a you know, whatever the tool is that's necessary for the job because we've got people that want to know. We've got 20 people in our, probably 22 now, in wildfire age, 11 to 16, 17. Now, I lead wildfire right now. Like, I do that and this bit with you bigger people. It's a challenge that we can't sustain. Georgia and Nathan are awesome, part of team. So now we're a team of three. Um, it's going to take more than three of us, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and you know what? The kids are awesome. They are brilliant young people. Um, aren't you, Daisy? <laughs> yes, I am, she says. <laughs> um, oh, I've lost my notes. Um, that's risky. Uh, okay, um, so there are numbers of things. I mean, that's just literally a snapshot, um, and we can unpack it in future weeks. But, and our heart is that we, we can serve people really well. You know, the sozo thing that Leo mentioned? We would love for every new person coming into this church to be given the opportunity to have a sozo. You know, it's, it's just an M.O.T. with Jesus. It's what it is. It's just a sit down with a couple of trusted people who ask really intelligent questions. Like, what's Jesus saying to you right now? And helping you just to hear what he's saying to you. And then they write down the truths that you say that he's saying to you. You know, what a brilliant thing we could do as a church family to get to that stage where we can have people serving in those ways. There are a myriad of jobs, b- opportunities, ways of getting stuck in that don't include a microphone. But I find it really easy to fill up slots for the jobs with the microphone. And we've got to break out of that and get used to actually we're serving before him, the audience of one, not the audience of a 100. Um, okay. So they are our three things that we're really wanting to focus on and go after. Serving in and around, um, uh, particularly Sundays, but not just Sundays. We've got um, our vision for our strategy for trustees is we want a team of nine. And we're looking for nine people who are visionary people, but also people who are full of the Holy Spirit, but have got a real passion to see stuff organised really well. And so we want a a few for the church and the building. We want a few for Food Bank and a few for CMA, which we didn't mention, which is a debt advice spin-off ministry that we've got going on as well. Um, Because, I mean, even tonight, I had a guy coming in, uh, sorry, a lady coming in, and I was able to recommend CMA to her. It would be great to be able to resource that more to be able to help so we're looking for those sorts of people aren't we Um, and then various other serving roles anything that you can imagine that happens around the church there would be opportunity for you to get stuck in there'd be ways of serving um okay has anyone got any questions And if they're easy, I'll answer them. And if they're tricky, I'll hand over to Martin. I love hearing Martin speak. Um, It's always brilliant when you share. Um, Thank you. Uh, Any questions? Hello. Well done, Pearl. Brilliant. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, very good. Um we've worked hard in previous eras of seeing men in children's work. because um, kids love it. They love getting to to muck about, play with dads and you know, um that sort of thing. So yeah, brilliant. Um any other questions? No? Um, that is a great question. Um, I think it's interesting, isn't it? So, Sunday, I felt like I pushed the boat out in terms of I wanted to see what, whether people would respond and come to the front for ministry. Um, and it was fantastic to see people coming to the front. Um, I don't know, Roland, is the short answer. Sometimes ministry teams are really, really helpful. And I think as we grow, we probably do need that. But it's a bit like the, the pastoral culture where, actually, I love the fact that we take responsibility for sharpening one another, for believing, actually, I can pray for somebody. Um, and that we're, we can do that. Now, I know there's, there is challenge with that, particularly when, as I say, things get bigger and you've got people in the room you don't know um at the minute you there is a, a a good level of trust and you know you can make eyes with different people around the room you know as, as in that way um as things grow i think we do have to go in that direction um Yeah, do you know, I got given. If anyone's up for this, I got given today the details of um, ministry training, ministry prayer training, that Life Church are doing. Um, it's two Saturdays. Um, I've got the details in my bag if you want them. But the first Saturday is the 30th of September, and I only found out about it today. But it's the people that run all the ministry teams for New Wine, um, so it's it it would fit in terms of Holy Spirit based prayer ministry prophetic prayer ministry um and um so yeah and but that's something again we could do that we could put something like that on to help um that could easily be be a disciples assemble topic of how do we pray for one another um how do we um minister um, prophetically to one another um in a way that's genuinely him um so yeah um, I'm glad this is being recorded because that's a great idea um, brilliant um. <laughs> okay um, can I just have that last slide up no not that one uh, let's go back there we go yeah that one thanks um, So I just want you to go away praying this, Um, and then let's have conversations, Um, because we are part of this body, and God's knitted us in, and we've all got stuff to be able to bring to it, for it, Um, and ultimately it's for his glory, isn't it?
6: Thank you. Yeah.
3: yeah wow yeah yeah it's great yeah yeah I mean, certainly, we're talking about gifts, aren't we in wildfire and um and actually helping them to see that they've got a part to play exactly what you're saying um and, and it really helps younger, you know, the children to see young people who are engaged and engaging with them and being role models. Um, and then, you know, right the way through, um, you know, it's, I hate to say it, but I'm not as young as I was, and it helps having younger people sharing so that our teens are inspired by them. Um, so, uh, yeah, and what's great, though, is God is blessing us with a whole raft of ages right the way through, um, which is wonderful. Um, we really want to build our children's work. Um, and um, at the moment, we haven't got loads of younger children. With Wildfire is now much bigger. Um, but we want to be... Not just being reactive to who comes through the door, but actually being vision-led, so that when they come through the door, when we meet them out in the street, we're encouraging them to come because we've got fantastic children's work, um, we've got a heart for them. Um, you know, it, it doesn't start by going, "Oh, flip! There's some young people. It's, you know, children just walked in. We better get the toys out." You know, that's that's so not where we're at. Um, So, um, yeah, even seeing salvation—you know—we started seeing people saved when we were praying for people to be saved, and then getting ourselves ready for what does it look like when they do. Um, So we want more of that, really. Um, Wonderful. Any other questions? Okay wonderful well we're only five minutes over there is more dessert there's more cake um if you leave it all here i i might get ill so have some more cake um or take it with you thank you so so much for coming out this evening um i hope this has been helpful this is the first one of these we've ever done we've not done an evening riverside chat um but we wanted to start somewhere and, and do it and also be able to communicate things maybe that we wouldn't necessarily communicate um in you know publicly in the morning. Um so um yeah. I don't know. I don't know, we'll see. Um just wanted to know my title on, so make it I think forums where people can ask questions is really healthy. Um, and actually, I mean, even some of the topics that I've spoken about on Sunday mornings, um, I've ummed do we, would it be helpful to have Q&A time, you know, even around some of that stuff? Um, or I don't know if you'd target that at specific, you know, like parents or... I don't know, um... But um yeah, I love the fact that we can be open and literally chat. You know, it's why we're transparent about the building. It's um it's it's really healthy. And it's healthy for us to be family and carry this stuff together and not just be, you know, looking, oh well he's he leads this thing, therefore he must know what's going on. Um Um, yeah I think we've aimed at once a month, um, and if you count, we've not hit it once a month, but we've aimed at once a month. Um, I, I would encourage um, I think at this point it's helpful that we try and carry on like that. Um, I think what would be good is actually we have a culture where it happens as well, so even you know in triplets, you know get with two friends and break bread together um it's a stunning thing to do um yeah 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 i know it's it's one of those things isn't it of how often um uh, um i think if we could hit once a month i think that would be great um that would be good um yeah All right. Bless you guys. Um, thank you. We will see you. Um, see you Sunday. Um, yeah.